congratulations to Derek Riggs. He is the winner of the album Twins Men that we've been talking about this month that I reviewed with Matt Parker. I've had a little bit of back and forth with Derek through email um, regarding this, and he seems like such an appropriate winner. He's been a longtime listener of the podcast, and he's super gracious. So thrilled for him. He is taking delivery of that board on Friday. We'll have more giveaways throughout the year. We're aiming to do one of these every other month, so stay tuned for that. I want to introduce you to Brick and Gage. What's up? I'm What's Brick. up? What's um, up, boys? Fan. Gage, very nice to meet you. Nice good to, to meet, meet you. Good to meet you both. They've been surfing since August, so only about seven months now. And I've really got to say that they've progressed pretty amazingly. There's a few clips on their Instagram accounts of them surfing. They're getting up to their feet every time. They're going down the line, even squeezing off a couple of wiggles. And I started surfing at the age of 12, and that was after a full decade of being in the water, catching waves on a bodyboard. And I don't really remember how quickly I progressed, but I doubt that it was as fast as these guys. It seems like it took me years to get anywhere near competence. And even still, I feel like I'm closer to a novice than I am an expert. But that's also kind of what I love about surfing, the inability to master it and the boundless reward and benefit you receive in return that is in equal measure to what you invest into it. And at only seven months in, Brick really seems to get that part. Thanks for coming out here. Um, this here is a step in the right direction for change for everybody here. So I'm really proud of everybody who actually came out this early in the morning. And I know we all want to serve, so I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet because we all know the message. We saw what happened. But, um, a little bit about me, I'm a producer, I'm a DJ, creative director, and just have always been a creative and passionate person above everything. And that same passion that I've had for everything that I've done in my life, and especially just DJing and music in general and all the heights that I reach, my favorite part of everything I've always done has just been the journey of doing it and learning it and not necessarily being good, but just seeing the future of it and surfing presented a new way for me to explore that same passion and when i when i when i started surfing in august it was like i fell in love with it instantly and it was just one of those things where i was so i became so passionate about it that i was blind to everything else around me and nothing mattered it was literally just about me and the water i was not trying to impress somebody yeah. you know what i mean i'm not trying to impress anybody i wasn't doing it for the homies because the homies don't surf so it's just like everybody everybody's out there like you're on your you're on your little journey that's cool nice to see you got a new little hobby so you know <laughs> through, through that you know and, and and going through this process of just like being so passionate about something like i'm sure everybody here has like fell in love with something or someone before even if it wasn't surfing where you just know what it feels like in the beginning when it's so special that you're just kind of blind to everything else and that's how it was for me so the journey has been the best part and that's why that's really the thesis of black sand is like to embrace the journey you know and to open space for people like us who are underrepresented in this entire community and never had an example of somebody to look at like there's no there's not really too many examples of what's on our mood board for how we want to look you know what i mean so it's easier for honestly white people to surf because you have this amazing image of it all the time so here's like that's what we want to change we want to open that space and also just reset the tone for the surf community as a whole you know because um 
I think that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, I think that what's most important is like that, that feeling, that feeling that you get when you love anything. But in this case, surfing, that feeling that you get when it's just like when you're in your first wave, when you paddle into that very first wave, and some of you might have been surfing for four months, some four years, maybe 40 years. But that first wave and your earliest memories are always going to be the dearest to you. So that's what we identified in the beginning was like, yo, being terrible and getting tossed in these waves. And you know what I mean? Like some days we wouldn't even get out. Like me and Gage would come out here in the beginning to the pier. Mind you, this is the first spot I ever surfed when I surfed. But we would come to the pier and we wouldn't even get out past the break. But we were just so in love with the process. And me and him just agreed to that. Like we didn't even get out. But we learned today we, we, we paddled stronger we learned our, we worked on our duck dive and that's a part of the process and obviously there's a lot of eyes on us when, when there's eyes on us when we enter because it's like oh wow there's a black dude here that's crazy and uh, we just never even thought about it so i say all that to say what happened here at the pier on the north side was just beyond unacceptable and everybody has to feel a sense of responsibility about what occurred you know what I mean? I think that that being not racist is not enough. Honest. Being not racist is not enough. Being anti-racist is what we need. Because in that moment, had anybody out there been anti-racist, then I would have had some allyship. And honestly, probably he would have backed down and we would have really made a statement even in that. But in that moment, it was me and Gage alone with a bunch of other people around who were maybe not racist, but they weren't anti-racist and they didn't stand for us in that moment. You know what I mean? So say something, say something. Simple. You know, it's just about respect. We're all out here chasing that same feeling, that same thing we felt the first time we ever did it. And we're all still on the journey, no matter if you're pro or if you just started, you're still on the journey. You know what I mean? So it's just... A respect for everybody's journey, a respect for the water, love, peace, the simple, just basic human message of just be a good person and treat people how you want to be treated. And hopefully this is just a step in the right direction for that sort of change, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, we all have a responsibility here, and now I want everybody to be able to be a leader to the people around them, you know what I mean? Because this message goes beyond the maybe 250 people that are here. It's like this has to be felt around the world, you know? And I just want to reset that tone and just say, like, uh, there was a, I, saw, I read something that said, um, if you're not changing, you're choosing. That was the quote. And that spoke a lot to me because it's like, it's our responsibility to change this. And if we don't change the way it is, we're choosing the way it was. And the way it was yeah. isn't right. right. This is an opportunity for us to make that change. So, again, I just want to thank you guys so much. This is about peace, and I hope after this that you all take some actual, actionable initiative towards making this a better space and making our voices heard, amplifying our voices, and also the voices of all the others who have been doing this, Color the Water, and, yeah. you know, uh, One Planet, One People, everybody. There's a, there's a whole list, and I want everybody to go investigate and contribute to their organizations and what they're doing, you know? And we all, we need help entering this space and we need a lot of your help. Some of you here maybe met Hatton Beach Locals. And this is your social responsibility ultimately. So thank you so much. My name is Brick and hopefully we can just have a good time.
The incident that Brick referred to happened here in the water at this exact beach, Northside Manhattan Beach Pier, on Monday, February 15th, President's Day. And we'll explain it in more detail later, but the short version is that an older male surfer looked Brick and Gage in the eyes and shouted the most derogatory and hate-fueled racist name at them in an attempt to demean and demoralize Brick and Gage, and he also demanded that they exit the water. He proceeded to splash water at them, and while they didn't back down nor leave the water, no one else around them among the dozens and dozens of surfers, no one intervened on either side nor said a word. There's a sequence of photos posted on Instagram that were shot from the pier by a bystander that showcased the splashing and this incident, and that's when I became aware of the incident. A number of you listeners sent it to me, mostly actually from abroad, other countries, with a caption of disbelief asking, is this still happening there? And by there, they mean, of course, our country. Is this still happening in America? And then I saw that these two surfers, under the moniker Black Sand Surf, had organized a paddle out, which is where that audio was taken. Friends of mine and former guests of this podcast, Ryan Harris and Salema Masakela, were next to Brick and Gage on the beach and also delivered speeches before paddling out and surfing at this event. And when I asked Ryan Harris what went down that day, he had a lot to say. And I figured that you might want to hear what he had to say, too. So that's today's episode. We'll also get to hear from Brick and Gage directly about their backstory and how they found surfing. I'll include that towards the end of mine and Ryan's conversation. They are actually pretty epic and have kind of a contagious sense of joy for surfing. So make sure you stick around for them. And for those of you who don't know Ryan Harris yet, go check out episodes 314 and 330 of Surf Splendor. He is the founder and surfboard shaper at Earth Technologies, the world's only zero-waste surfboard factory, located in the South Bay of Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, my name is David Scales, and here's my chat with Ryan Harris, Just Brick, and Gage Crisman. Let's get straight into it. Let's talk about the incident that inspired the Black Sand Peace Paddle Out. Uh, yes. what, was, what was the incident? So it happened on President's Day, which, as you know, in Southern California, when we have a three-day weekend, that Monday is, especially if it's sunny and there's waves, the beaches are packed. COVID or not, the beaches are packed. The lineups are packed. I would guess that anywhere you went uh, in SoCal, at a surf spot, it was crowded. So totally. uh, good waves. I was at my local spot. I was actually surfing the, the jetty at Porto because um, Porto was a show. It was absolutely packed. And um, I actually had checked the pier and I didn't surf. I knew it was going to be good where it went. Blah, blah, blah. Maximum, maximum capacity everywhere. So I did not know what transpired that day until Tuesday. And the story broke and my phone basically melted. I was getting DMs on our One Planet, One People social, my personal phone, my email, everything. Every way you can get a hold of Ryan Harris, you know, <laughs> people were trying to get in touch. So what happened on Monday 
is two young African-American surfers were surfing the pier. They got into it with a couple local, we'll say groms. Uh, I actually know said groms because I that's it's Porto or Manhattan Beach Pier. I've been surfing both those spots for about 20, 20 years. I'm a local. Uh, Brick and Gage are relatively new to surfing. Um, so we'll, we'll call them beginners, but they have the passion. They're going every day and they learn to surf at Manhattan Beach Pier. So, you know, that's their new, I wouldn't say they're locals, but that's their, their new spot, right? And they've been surfing there and they know these groms. So whatever, whatever, they get into it with a couple of the groms and there was a group of about five of them and they were surfing north side. And uh, I think it was Brick it happened to. Drip, Brick dropped in on a wave and one of the locals burns him and then dings his board and yells at Brick. They get into it, but within, within a few minutes, it, so multiple waves, they got into it, which guess what? On a crowded day, that's gonna happen. No yeah. big deal. We're all used to it. So whatever issues they had, they're squashed within like five to 10 minutes. And some ignoramus, I don't even want to call him a grown adult male, but that's what he is, 40s to 50s, paddles down to them and just starts going off on brick and cage. Uh, and one of the one of the first things he said is, You guys get out, you guys gotta go. Go over there, go to Porto. Go to Bruce's Beach where you belong. Followed by donkeys, followed by the N-word multiple times, splashing them uh, in the face. And like I said, I think Brick and Gage are in their early mid-20s. And you know, as a young person that got threatened, what do you think they say? Oh, let's go to this, let's go to the sand. You want to talk about it? Let's go to the sand. I don't need to do that, nigger. Just going off. And the real issue and Salema tapped into this we all spoke about it at the event is the fact that um i think i lost video oh there we go no i've got the you okay the fact that it was so loud you could hear it from the pier you could hear it from the parking lot and on a crowded day and you can see from the photos how crowded it was nobody around them did anything nobody spoke up Everybody was silent. It was like crickets and no one had their back and people around them knew it was wrong. Maybe that was the only racist in the water, but not saying anything, not doing anything is almost worse. So, you know, if you see something, say something, it's pretty simple. And a lot of the leaders in that local break in that local community just happened to not be there. A lot of my close friends were not there that day. Out of town, I don't need to name names, but you you know a couple of them. And I know they would have had their back, but they actually just weren't there. But the fact that that community, that local surfing community failed in that regard is pretty despicable. And What, what did the guy mean when he said, go to Bruce's Beach where you belong? <laughs> so for people that don't know, Bruce's Beach, Bruce's, the Bruce's were an African-American family that had beachfront property in what we now call 26th, 26th Street. Um, and it is aptly named Bruce's Beach. Um, they were forced out. California Manhattan Beachites did not want black people to own beachfront property in the 20s. So they got forced out. And there is a plaque that's there and that's a relatively new thing. I think it went up 10 to 15 years ago. 
but this past summer in the BLM, it was a monument and there's still flowers there. It's, it's kind of cool, but it's an ugly history. Right. And so for him to even, he knows like yeah. for him to say that. And so here's the other thing, this guy, we still don't know who he is. People are still protecting him, you know? And I think that's messed up. I saw the photo sequence of one of Bricker Gage being splashed with water. Is that the exact perpetrator? Yep. Yep. So exactly. we have we have images of him. People could identify mm-hmm. him if they wanted to. Yeah, but and I know. <laughs> and I, I've actually heard. So I've heard from somebody who heard from somebody who was one of the guys in the photo who knew the guy. But hey, man, I know the guy. It's wrong. But I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't want to, I don't want to rat him out sort of deal. Well, what would be the, what would be the appropriate retribution? Do you think? Well, I'll tell you right now, um, the city of Manhattan beach, and this is, this is some of the good that's coming out of this is, um, as a leader in the community, I know a lot of people, or I know people that know people, uh, Manhattan beach, uh, city council reached out. They were there a lot of them were there at the event the mayor's reached out the chief of police is an african-american and he has already spoken with brick and gage i believe so um things are happening good they could easily identify that guy with facial recognition software i I mean they could press charges there's a bunch of things that could be done and this guy's not going to get away with it but it's a bigger issue than one person that's exactly right yeah um so what was the response to that incident and who organized the black sand peace paddle? So brick and gauge. And there's one other brother uh, named Trelon. They started kind of similar to what Misa Lemma Hunter and Danielle did. They started black sand surf um, relatively recently. Uh, and it's basically a community. It's a social and it's a community to encourage diversity in the lineup and black people getting out there. Right. And um, I didn't know this about, but I basically said, once the story broke Tuesday, I went and surfed with Brick and Gage on Wednesday at Porto and got to know him. And I just was hats off to him because he handled it a lot better than I probably would have, you know? And the dude's a DJ and an event producer. So it couldn't have happened to a better, I don't mean to say it, but it couldn't happen to a better person because this is what he does for a living. So he took it on upon himself. We're clapping back. We're doing something. Right. And so before I even had a conversation with him and knew that the wheels were, the gears were already grinding with one planet, one people, because we were already planning an event for black history month. It just wasn't going to be, you know, <laughs> under this circumstance, we were going to do sure. like a beach cleanup and, you know, diversity in the lineup, something with color, of the water, whatever. Um, so we pivoted. And uh, Brick just said, look, we're doing this. Uh, definitely want you guys to speak. Um, we'll do it together, but here's what I'm planning. And so we kind of just teamed up in that regard. He basically did everything. I just was worried about permits and stuff like that and reached out to surf rider and city council and they pretty much on the sand, you're surfing, you're good. Um, so it was awesome. So the, the event was invite everybody down, give a couple, uh, have a couple of kind of keynote speakers and then paddle out and surf. Yeah. Well, and so I didn't sleep much. I didn't sleep much last week. Cause even though I wasn't there, 
I instinctively knew I had to do something. I was very angry and upset and I, I lost a lot of sleep, but I was like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? Can we do, okay, uh, 26 Bruce's Beach, that's historic. There was another incident that happened at El Porto. Hermosa used to have skinheads. I got chased out of there a couple of times. What if we do something that stretches from Hermosa all the way to El Porto and we block hate? We line up like every six feet and make a two mile long line. And I ran it by a couple of people and they're like, that's great, but that's going to take a lot of point and time. And so uh, it, 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 I was looking at the 27th, honestly. And Brick was like, no, I, you know, find out what you can about, you know, permits and stuff, but we're, let's do this weekend while we've got this momentum. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm sure at this point you've seen this post, you've, you've been on this page. Overnight, they had 60,000 views of him going on IGT uh, and talking about what happened. Yeah. And, you know, everybody from a lot of pro surfers on there, a lot of leaders, you know, commenting and making their stance on this bullshit. No. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, you said you didn't sleep much last week. I've had minor little instances of, I don't know, you know, an altercation or an interaction at a bar or restaurant where I feel slighted in some mm -hmm. way and I'll lose sleep over that and it'll bum me out and I'll go over it in my head a million times how do you deal with it? How do you deal with the anger that you feel from um, experiencing prejudice? Well, again, it, it, it didn't happen to me, but because it happened is what I call a home break. And that has never happened to me at any of these places that I frequent and I call home. And maybe that's because I'm six, one and 200 pounds and loud and people know me, right? I'm a respected small business owner. And you don't really disrespect your, your local shaper. Yeah. But that being said, it's like all this shit we went through this summer with the peaceful protests in response to the height of BLM. It's like none of that mattered. And that is what was so upsetting. It's like all these things that we did, creating One Planet, One People. Uh, I organized a, a paddle out for, you know, all the killings in June at the Manhattan Beach Pier. I've already done all this shit. I've put in the work. And so for me, the reason I was losing sleep is it felt like it happened to me. I'm part of that community and it's just unacceptable. So yeah. we immediately needed to, you know, make it known that not only do we not stand for it, the local community does not stand for it. It will not be tolerated and grow from this. Right. And the, the key word I, I did a post was after seeing you know, how the event went and everything is progress where, we're, you know, I felt like we moved backwards, but this was progress. This is I feel like a start. Yeah. So the progress and the action helps to quell some of the anger. Yep. Well, and I got really emotional when I spoke. I, I know, you know, I normally don't. Uh, and I had to <clears throat> take a minute, but um, I think, so it was Brick, Gage, me, David Molina from uh, Color of the Water, and then Salema closed this out and um, it was amazing. It was pretty poignant stuff and how many powerful. people how many people showed up and who were um, those people? I I didn't count, but I was seeing anywhere from 300 to 400 about and then total and I would say in the water 100 150 surfers. Yeah. And that was the other thing that was God never seen that many. We'll just be broad and say people of color cuz one just black folks, but yeah. Um, I've never seen that many 
people of color in the water at a Southern California surf spot. Yeah. You go to Barbados, you go to the islands, right? You go to the Ivory Coast, it's different. Sure. Um, what's next steps? What should, what advice do we give people who are listening? Next steps for getting involved and in kind of um, maintaining that momentum of progress? Well, I think one thing that's really awesome is looking at who is there. I already know, I knew what organizations were going to step up because we've already worked with them. Uh, but we have multiple platforms. We have influencers in our network that are powerful and we're, you know, all kind of like-minded. Um, basically, uh, we are going to be launching a series. I start with, so it's all guerrilla marketing, <laughs> guerrilla roots movement, all that. Um, but one, I just, because I'm spread so thin, I kind of have to combine everything, but uh, I make sustainable surfboard craft. I like to be involved with things going on that combat racial and social injustice. Combine them. So, demo day, beach cleanup, speak easy, chat before we do all that. Series of events starting mid March, teaming up with insert list of different organizations that are stoked to be part of this. Uh, Surf Rider had a chat with the CEO who actually ordered a board. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> was Chad there? Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chad was at the event. I had four people trying to order boards at the event, and I was like, guys, DM me. It's not what I'm yeah. here for. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, he reached out. We're going to be working very closely with Surfrider on this. So we'll work with Surfrider LA, Surfrider South Bay for the first event in March, which will be able to be in Manhattan Beach somewhere, whether it's Porto or the Pier, we don't know, with a beach cleanup, uh, a couple other nonprofits, Sustainable Surf, Heal the Bay, uh, Color the Water, Diversity in the Lineup. And then we're trying to get uh, corporate in. So I think Billabong's going to get involved. And those are, that's fact. I've already had multiple. I didn't get a whole lot of board building done on freaking Monday. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of your life, dude. You run, you're running point on so many things. It's crazy. Um, but let's talk about that. What's happening with e-tech whilst trying to scale up to meet demand. So the big news, and again, this is all connected. I know 2020 was a kick in the balls <laughs> to, to most, but yeah. for the surfboard and outdoor retail space, it was amazing. Now pair that with BLM and me being the most well-known black shaper and in these spaces, my business blew up and we're in a space now, which I'm really stoked on. We're basically phasing out private label because my own brand is, you know, it's, it's in demand. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be, I can't name the names, but I, I actually pulled out of retail years ago because if people didn't want to, if they weren't buying my product for the right reasons, i.e. sustainability, I didn't really want it under their feet or the shops to carry them. So I wanted shops that had a good sustainable vibe to it. And so now because of last year and corporate wanting to offer more sustainable and diverse products and diverse specifically meaning, you know, how many black owned people of color owned businesses are there? You go into a surf shop. Is it reflecting that? No, it's usually not. So um, we are teaming up with a couple major brands and they want to carry the whole shoot and match. They want to carry our most popular models. 
down to the EarthTech lifestyle hard goods made from the board waste. And then we're launching this little thing called Shred Skateboards on Earth Day this spring. And my man, shout out to Marcelo, has just absolutely what he's done with this. It's some state-of-the-art stuff. Give me a beat. It's, um, <laughs> well, uh, wait, are we even so launching right. this right now or should we wait until Earth Day? No, dude. Tease it? Freaking tease it. Salama got his. They exist. It is the world's first and only 100% recycled core composite skateboard. So specifically what that means, the core of this board is made from surfboard waste. Right. Every single type of waste stream in my shop is made into the core that is inside this. So um, not just a recycled skateboard, but recycled from surfboard waste. Yeah. So we have a cool uh, sticker that goes on that shows the biostats, the, the, what we're doing with you when you do the cradle to grave analysis and the sustainability reports on it. Nobody can touch it. It's bananas. Um, tell me about the Dockers Recognize campaign that I just saw two weeks ago or a week ago it's it's awesome i'm actually my work pants are dockers amazing um i actually so a guy i have surfed with for years at porto uh is a producer and had they had this campaign and they, they thought i was right for it and someone was right for it they reached out um and we're pretty freaking psyched because this year marks the 35th year anniversary of dockers and the whole campaign is a return to California cool and what it symbolizes to have that being based in California. And uh, Salema and I are basically the, the, the guys for the campaign and we're representing Dockers and their core beliefs. And they've got a whole line. Actually, they've got some pretty cool sustainable aspects too and how a lot of their garments are made uh, using like no water or, you know, I don't have the stats on it, but. They broke it down with me and I was like, that's freaking sick. And, um, you know, kind of with, with the regard to getting a couple black surfers involved on there, it's pretty cool. So add, and, add male model to your resume. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, Hey dude, thank you for pulling this together today. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right we'll talk soon. Thanks brother. All right. Shoot. See you later. Brick and Gage are two young, magnanimous men who are the impetus for today's episode. They wanted a tour of Ryan's surfboard factory and to check out some boards, so Ryan asked them to swing by at the tail end of this Zoom call so that I could virtually meet them. So enjoy this. Bricks is the first voice that you'll hear, and then Gage is the one from Michigan. The fruit of his labor falling right slowly on the ground. Good to meet you guys. Where where are you guys from? Well, I'm from uh, I'm from originally from Carson, Carson. I was born in Long Beach, South Bay. I lived in North Carolina for a while though, but um, yeah, it's California. Spent most of my time out here. Nice. I was born in Long Beach too. Oh, nice Long Beach Memorial Gang. Exactly. <laughs> hey, yep. Dane Dane Reynolds and Brett Simpson were both born there as well. Damn, it's some legends. Pro yeah. surf legacy. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, and then I'm actually from Michigan. Um, oh, okay. kind of near like the Flint area over on the east side. Yeah. Um, and then I moved out here like probably four years ago or so now. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Um, whose boards are you riding? 
Right now, I'm actually writing a not Ryan Harris board, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a Ryan Harris board. I'm actually writing this like Josh Hall board. I got it in Hawaii on my what? first trip. Josh Hall yeah. What? How'd you find yeah. that thing? That's insane. Dude, I know. I was like, we went we went to Kauai back in November to link with the other member of Black Sand, which is Trey, and he's he's like our he was like our surf sensei, like yeah, giving us okay. tips and stuff through the DMs, like when we were first starting. So we actually went out there and linked up with him. And while we were out there at at, uh, at the Hanalei surf shop, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, no, nah, it, it was just like a whole row of boards. And I was like, wow, that board is so it's sick. Beautiful. And it was just like, I didn't have my own just boards yet. Beautiful. Or I mean, I had a foamy, but like I didn't get my own hard top yet. So I was like, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. That's jumping off the wall. I'm gonna get that, and I and I like thought about it the whole trip, like because I was there for like six days. So I was like, you know what, day one, if it's still there on the last day, I'm gonna get it, and then I grabbed it. Holy cow! I mean, you considering that's your first hard top board, you went straight to the deep end. That's a yeah, I, I, purchase. I, no, it was, yeah. it was straight to the deep end. It, it was, was so sick. It was directly to the deep end. I was like, yeah, we're going to the deep. End. Everybody in the shop was like, damn, dude, like, yeah, that's your first it. board. All right. That shit was funny. Yep. What yep. month were you there? That was uh, that was November. We were there November seventeenth through twenty fifth or so. Something yeah, like that. I think you're. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Actually. Yeah. We Josh. Like week. Yeah, Josh spends a lot of time there. Actually, he's from San Diego, yeah. but his dad lives in Kauai now, and so he's been there building boards, and that's oh, you know, wow. That's why they're oh, there. That makes, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Trey Land was actually telling us. Yeah, that. he said he'd seen him a couple times out there, but. Yeah, no, that board is fun. It's like a 7-0. It's like got a really pulled-in tail and stuff. Yeah. That's it. So um, did you guys surf throughout Kauai? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went full send. We like, just, yeah, it was kind of crazy. We just kind of went for it. Like, we were out in some, like, hidden <laughs> spots. Some, like, probably, yeah, like, we, we were at that hideaway spot, know, like, and it eight. was like, Faces. I feel like I don't know. It was definitely eight foot faces. They no, it was definitely eight foot faces. So they're all like, out yeah, there, they'll be like, oh, it was two foot, foot you know? Right. Yeah, and we're like, no, this thing is. It was overhead. It was overhead. Overhead for sure. For sure. Yeah, that was, was what at, like uh, three months in. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> we were three months out. in. We just That's went straight for it. But it was That's sick though, crazy. and we and like that was like literally like when that happened. Like I remember getting that first wave at that spot. I think it's called like highways yeah. or something. But I remember getting that first wave, bro. And like it, I was going for so long, like it was the longest I ever yeah. got away because. I've been riding these Porto closeouts to get like a three second ride. Like right. I'm riding that way for like 10 seconds. I look back, you guys are so far back. I was like, dude, I don't even know if I want to go any further. Like we were totally. We, we were deep. Yeah. Really, like deeper than I'd ever been in the ocean on a board. Because like, it was a re- it was that reef break. Yeah. And it yeah. was the first time we ever been over like a legit reef. Like yeah. I could see it right under me. And it's probably only like six yeah. feet under. That was yeah. oh like the whole thing was just like so it's beautiful. It was just a full send. Yeah. Like, but it was like <laughs> definitely a hundred yard paddle out. Like it was, it was the furthest paddle out ever. But it was fun. Like, it was amazing. It was, it was literally probably like, yeah, the sickest thing yeah. ever. Like first real like surf. And memories. we just rented boards there while we were there because I just like we just what you had a, you had your foamy at the time, and then I just had the used board that I had. No, I wasn't foamy. Then, it was a hard top. It was seven six. Oh yeah, okay, top, yeah, that big ass round. Oh yeah, nose and shit. That was it was it was solid. Yeah, good. good times. Yeah, that's an amazing place to go. I mean, yeah. what? Um, so you go, you guys have learned uh, to surf in the South Bay. Then is that your local spot? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I feel like when we first started surfing, we were going up to County Line a bunch. Like yeah, that okay. was like 
Because, because yeah, that wave yeah. is so easy to learn on. It's just like it nice. it's like a machine. Like sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but what? that was where I caught my first wave at. Was that kind of line? Um, have you had any experiences similar to what happened on President's Day prior to that? Uh, not in the water. No, no. I had had some like randomly younger fishermen, but like um, right, in the water. Right. In the water, no, not not directly. Like the word doesn't necessarily get said, but the vibe will still be felt, and that's like just something yeah. that you kind of just deal with. Like, all right, yeah, that is what it, it is. Goes but, on, that's but that's why me and Gage, like, I felt like once once I met Gage, like, he just hit me up on the internet really early when I kind of was like, yo, I'm starting to surf. He was like, yo, me too. Like, let's wake up. <laughs> and he didn't have a profile picture, nothing. I was like, yeah, yeah. I pulled up. Pulled up on me like 5.30 a.m. Yeah, no the next morning. I, I had a profile that had like no, none of my face. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm that's hilarious. Nice on this one. But um, well, once we linked up, we were just kind of like, we both got the same type of attitude where it's like, we just don't really we're not doing it for anybody other than us yeah like, like our own little personal journey like i'm a producer creative director i shoot album covers and been making music and that's that's my thing so entering this new world i just have a respect for art and like you know like my friends will be like oh bro you should be an actor and i'm like just out of respect for actors like i'm like i want to do my groundwork and put in my groundwork before i just jump into stuff so right. i always approach any type of new form of art or expression which i would say surf is in a way with just a respect for those that were already there so when i entered it i was like i know that this is like i know i know nothing about this world but i'm also not doing it for anybody else but myself right. and we both had that same attitude approaching it just like yeah, we just want to let's just get out here and like let's learn we're gonna be busting our ass and that's just how it's gonna go and people gonna look how they're gonna look at us and right. laugh or whatever like honestly in the beginning i didn't even I legitimately didn't even think about what other people were probably thinking yeah, about it. I was because now that I think about I it, like, oh. it's probably hilarious. Like, you know, <laughs> making a complete fool out of myself. Of like, course, just went, no lessons, just no full send directly yeah. into the lineup. Like we had no lessons, nothing. I was out here thinking I could duck dive. Like yeah, we, yeah. Were, getting, <laughs> we were getting smashed yeah. in, in the beginning, yeah, but it was so fun though. It was great, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I still, I've been, yep, I've been surfing for. 27 years now or something and yeah. and i still get called a kook you know what i mean yeah. like you can't exactly. know everything and I'm everywhere you go for sure and oh, everywhere man. you go has oh, their man. own little their own little vibes and rituals and so you're a kook yeah, in any right. new spot that you go to right yeah for sure um i did want to though commend you guys just for the way that you responded to that incident on president's day because even Ryan was saying like he lost sleep after the fact and he wasn't at the situation, but just knowing that it happened, he was angry. And I'm sure you guys still probably feel angry about it, but being able to kind of react to it in a way that I think would be positive right. and, yeah. and stimulate more positivity, I think is a really exactly. amazing thing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate Thank that. You. Yeah. Not like me. I just am always, that's the other thing is like, I've been DJing since I was 13, 14. So it's like, I always bring people together and like my parties are like no phone events every time. And we're just, everybody there is just agreed to be like, we're going to just have a good time tonight. Like this isn't stiff people against the wall. Like anybody who's been to one of my parties will tell you, like it is a full blown dance party right. wall to wall packed all night type of thing. So me like by doing like through what occurred in, to, to us in the water, it was like, that was kind of my only response is like, just I bring people together so I was like 
this story, A, this story just needs to be told because people just need to know, like, this this happens. Like I said, advertly, covertly, however it works. Even, like I said, even if it's not the words themselves, even if it's just the looks and the eyes, like, we deal with this. So for him to actually take it to that level and say that word, I was like, this is an important story that needs to be told, and we have to bring people together about this. And, and, you know, and I've been getting asked, like, oh, did you guys press charges or did you identify the guy? And I'm like, that that's not the energy that I don't have. The, I just don't have the energy for that. Exactly. And that's like the, it's within the people. The problem is within the people. Suing and stuff doesn't resolve anything like that. You know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's just so to me, I was like, yeah, this is a cool opportunity to kind of like set the tone amongst everybody and be like, yeah, this happens. This is actually happening out here. So for everybody who goes, oh, bro, it's not about race. Like, you know, even white people, when we go to Hawaii and we get called out of our name, and I'm like, well, dude, you can't justify injustice with more injustice. You just got to, we all got to agree to be like, hey, let's just like treat right. each other better in the water. I think, you know, no matter who you are, what, what color you are. Right. Like the the whole idea of being like, oh, I've been left last, so I'm going to do it way worse or anything like that. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a thing. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I think that that's like one of the first I don't know, things that I've, I noticed in the beginning. Yeah, and then, like, and then just even the energy at the event, like, really proved that. Like, yeah, everybody so disagrees, fun. like, we're on a good vibe today. When uh. you see somebody in the water, just say good morning, smile, say what's up. And then now you've, like, broken that barrier of communication and there's no more tenseness and everybody's out here just trying to capture that same feeling and just get a few waves and go home and finish working for the day. Yeah. Then it's like everybody's gonna start their day on a better vibe and it's changed right there. That's, that's the change that this whole that we need just as humans Good above job. surfing and stuff you know yeah. yeah epic well hey uh send me an invite to your next party yeah for sure <laughs> pull up man it's gonna happen especially when, when COVID's oh, over yeah. yeah and i'm DJing yeah, again and we got the pas on the beach it's gonna be a movement it, it, it's crazy Perfect. because because i'm a dancer and choreographer and uh it's like me and brick met through like this whole experience so i've never been able to even really party with brick either yeah. <laughs> crazy crazy you see my, like, oh. yeah, yeah. crazy cool, awesome well, it was nice to meet well thanks you. Nice great to meet you, meet you thanks thanks both yeah. of yeah. course yeah my brother could use a little mercy He's a stranger to freedom He's shackled to his fear and his doubt The pain that he lives in It's almost more than living will allow I love my brother could use some mercy now. A church in my country could use a little mercy now. As they sank into a poison pit, it's gonna take forever to climb. Carry the weight of the faithful who follow them down. I love my church and country. 
They could use some mercy now. Shoddy audio quality, so I apologize for that, but a very worthy message and chat to share. Thanks to Brick and Gage, seven months into surfing and making much, much more meaningful contributions than that archaic surfer on President's Day even has the cognitive ability to comprehend. And by the way, they're only seven months in, but I think they have an implicit understanding of the aloha spirit that surfing has ingrained in the act itself. So bravo to Brick and Gage and to Black Sand Surf. Kudos to Ryan Harris for facilitating this conversation. And Salema Masakela also spoke, sharing a pretty powerful closing message at that Black Sand Peace Paddle Out. So I'll close out today's show with his words. But before I do, I will remind you that I've linked to all of the stuff and everything that we discussed in today's episode on surfsplendorpodcast.com. While you're there, click the support the show link and support us. It's just $5 a month and you'll get an ad-free listening experience. By the way, people have um, emailed me who signed up for the subscription and they're saying, I'm still hearing ads on the podcast. You gotta click on the ad-free podcast feed. The website should walk you through it when you sign up, but if you miss that, click on the ad-free podcast feed tab in the menu to access those feeds. You simply copy and paste them in Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use, and then it'll populate. The ad-free version will populate. And then uh, if you subscribe, you'll also be entered to win surfboards that we're giving away this year. And you'll also have first access to limited run merchandise. So thanks for that. Really appreciate your support. I published an episode of Spit with Scott Bass this morning. And then Chaz and I are getting together tomorrow to catch up over on The Grit. So go and grab those podcasts as well. We are on an endless cycle of perpetual surf news and interviews. I'll be back here next week on Surf Splendor. Until then, of course, this is David Scales for Surf Splendor. And Salema Masakela will close out this week's show. And by the way, if you'd like to hear more from him, I've got long-form chats on episodes 290, 306, and 330 of Surf Splendor. So go grab those. All right, until next week, here's Salema Masakela. Every single one of us could use some mercy now. Hey, good morning. Um, this is a magical morning. You can feel uh, the positivity and the energy on this beach. But like was said before, the idea that we have to feel this positivity and be in this energy based off of hatred based off of an experience where I had to look on my phone and see two young black men surrounded, surrounded by people in the water as they're being accosted and called the N-word and a bunch of people who sat there and did nothing. When I saw those shots from the pier, that's all I could think of. I was like, these two young black boys are sitting there in a circle surrounded and most of the people in the water are staring and doing nothing. Doing nothing is more of a problem and more aggressive than the words actually being hurdled. And that's what we are here to really appreciate.
skin in the game means what are you going to do that's going to make you uncomfortable with those who are familiar with you? When you call out one of your friends, are you ready for them to walk away from you? That is what we are talking about this morning. That is the that is literally the skin in the game and being anti-racist because until we can bring that kind of energy where people know when they paddle out at this beach, none of this will be tolerated because they will be called out by their own, that is when we are going to make a difference in this culture. I have been surfing for 32 years. My family brought me out from the East Coast to, 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 to Carlsbad, the North County of San Diego, and I had no idea where I was, but I thought, that looks fun. Those people are dancing on the water. I want to dance too. And I got called the N-word a thousand times, and people told me, you people don't even swim. How do you think you could be out here, etc., etc. Many places that I visited where people... You, you just you show up and people's eyes pop out of your head like we came out of spaceships. Here's the thing. The reason why this neighborhood is so wonderfully white is because we were not allowed to put in stakes here and make communities like this our own. That is the sad, dark history of this country. And so it's very easy for people to be confused when all of a sudden people who don't look like you show up to the beach. And you're like, well, what are they doing here? This isn't, this isn't for them. This was by design. We are trying to break a design. And it is going to require all of us to build a culture within this thing to say everybody belongs in this ocean. So if you see somebody who looks different than you, Right? And that makes you feel like, wow, say hello, welcome them. But don't sit there and stare or be confused by the experience because guess what? It's only going to get more and more colored. All of the hues are going to be dancing in the water. This is just the beginning of a movement where that ocean is going to look more and more reflective of the totality of who we are and who we need to be as a society. So... That being said, let's put on our wet suits. Have a paddle out. Catch some wings.